When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. Have you ever been to a volcano when it was erupting? You're now listening to Super there are a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. That's what you say, bro. We just a fucking I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Welcome to Super Hoopers' inconsequential discussion of the week's NBA news. I'm your host, Matt Hill. With me, John Hill, Dave Fudenick. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. Hey. What up? What up? Merry what Christmas. Up? Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Has that happened yet, Dave? Is, is that yeah, it's Hanukkah? So, so, <laughs> I know. It's the worst. This I know. Is a, just trolling. This, as a child who didn't grow up around many Jewish people, uh, I this was always the worst kind of Hanukkah year because it like happens like partly in fucking November. So once Christmas rolls around, you're just like, everyone's like, what are you getting for Christmas? I'm like, I got my presents a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, we still All, got presents. Yeah, locks, socks. Yeah, well, locks I mean, socks. Socks. <laughs> locks, socks, and stocks, the Jewish trifecta. I, 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 grew, I grew up, uh, my parents were, you know, too poor to afford anything. So we lived with my grandparents who lived in like the richest area in the United States. So all my friends would be like, I got a boat for Christmas. They're like a five-year-old, you know, oh, I got, I got a helicopter. And I'm like, yeah, I got a, I got a sweater. So great. Awesome. Mm. Wow. You probably got Legos, and you and little did you know at that age you would overvalue them in the future. Undervalue, under I under I gave all my Legos to Marquise. I gave all my old Legos from I'm my saying. childhood to Marquise, and that's uh, what, his that's mom what, threw them out. His mom threw them all out like, almost course. immediately after I gave them to him because she stepped on one, and she was like, "I'm done with these." So, mm. yeah. Just so the listeners who uh, <clears throat> uh, who can't see what's going on, Matt is apparently growing a ponytail. <laughs> Yeah. So, Matt Matt looks uh, like an '80s bad guy for sure. Like grease back there. <laughs> we just need like the big like Zach Morris like uh, you know cell phone. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. but you should also clarify receding hairline with the grease back hair, which is yes. the terrible, yes. terrible look, terrible, awful hair. look. But I'm just Matt, I just got out of the shower and I'm gonna go get a haircut later. So that's why I have it. That's why I have it greased back because I'm just I just slicked it back. So when I it's easier for the barber. It's not all tangled and gnarled, you know. So they could just. The barber could just hack what what little ha- hair I have left off. So that's that's what that's what I happens. see. So I'm sure listeners you, care. I'm sure listeners. Care. I, I see. You don't you you're like pre-spraying it, like how they spray it exactly. with the bottle. Yeah. I well, I yeah. shampooed, conditioned, all that, all that jazz. You know, you can't trust you can't trust the supercuts shampoo and uh, yeah. shampoo. Oh, that's true. You, barber, you mean you mean <laughs> supercuts? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The the 85 year old gentleman you probably go see at supercuts. Actually, uh, actually, gentlemen, I'm going into the danger zone. I'm going to a barbershop just down the road. Not a supercuts, just a local barbershop that may or may not be a front. I have no idea. <laughs> a we'll barbershop slash UPS store? Is it? We will see. <laughs> I, 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 think about super, huts, super cuts. It's like McDonald's. You know what you're getting. It may not be good, but you know what you're getting. 
this place, I could be getting anything, guys. So hopefully, hopefully I come back. Uh, we'll see. L- listeners, you know, well, tune in next week to find out. I'm sure nothing could get more fascinating than what we're talking about right the, now. The difference is if you have a bad Big Mac, you're just like, okay, I'll, I might be on the toilet for a night, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. You know, you get a bad haircut. That shit's that's there. Hey. I ain't going nowhere. You, no. you can't shit out. Can't shit out that haircut. Disagree. Disagree. There's no such thing as a bad man's haircut after a week. <laughs> after a week. At all, even after a week. Let me tell you, I cut my son's hair. It was a disaster. If you look, Dean's, Dean had like lines going all over his head last week. This week looks like a cute little child. You can't even tell yeah. that I just hacked his hair to bits last week. So that's true. There's no such thing as a bad men's haircut because actually no one cares. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody I think actually the, cares I think, how you look, especially if you're not single anymore. No one cares what you look I like. grew my hair out the entire pandemic. For like a year, I grew my hair. Yeah, then I finally, I finally got it cut in July, this July. Mm-hmm. Did my wife notice? I mean, I'm talking about a year's worth of hair growth down to nothing. Not a, not a word from the wife. Not a, not, didn't even, don't even, we don't even exist. Sorry. This is, a, this is, no. this is off to a terrible start. Um, can't imagine anybody listening. Is past it? This yeah. Jo- John is taking his headphones out. He is. John's left. John's He's already gone. over John's gone. Um, well, that's, that's probably good because I really want to spend the back half of this podcast talking about the Beatles, just talking about the Beatles. Cause the I guess the get back cast, the, the get, get the, cast. the get back cast. Oh yeah. Just discovered them. Uh, you know, <laughs> finally, that's finally. That why you're growing a ponytail. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you, hey, if you look at, if you look at John Lennon, like in like 1978, he had the full receding hairline with the ponytail. With it was the ponytail. Look, yes. Looked, Awful. And, not and look, look what happened to him. And look what happened to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lesson, everybody. Yes. Lesson Paul, everybody. Hey, Paul McCartney, full head of hair, still alive. That's so, right. Yeah. That's right. Might Paul, also have, Paul McCartney might, just with the might, have, might have something to do with the fact that he's like a vegetarian and, yeah. you know, Let, and also didn't happen to be shot to death. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say the assassination attempt Black. was, was oh, really yeah. the thing, I think. You, know? you say, you say hello, I say goodbye, you know, whatever, you know, whatever hey, you. George Harrison was also attacked. He survived, yeah. but someone broke into his house and sniped him. him. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> so, hey, not, gay, not good for your health to be the Beatles. And Ringo, hey, it pays to be the fourth Beatle. No. <laughs> it pays to be. <laughs> Ain't to be nobody so, trying to kill Ringo. <laughs> so less talented than the other three that everyone's like, eh, yeah. we'll let him live. Yeah. No, it's actually more embarrassing. Nobody wants to be remembered as the guy who, who killed Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It's better. It's better to be an anonymous basketball podcaster. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, okay. No, I'm excited. Hey. I'm excited. All the times I've had to sit through your fucking ramblings about surfing and fucking uh, the economy. Right. Finally, we talk about something close to my heart that okay, okay, that I care about. So, but first, but first, Dave, we have to talk about basketball. This is a basketball yes. podcast, yes, ostensibly, ostensibly. Hey, we just hit my team. We hit my team. My team in the shitter. My team is in the shitter. It's <laughs> <is> terrible. <laughs> oh, the Knicks are terrible. I'm embarrassed by by the team that announced they're blowing it up. The day they announced they're blowing the team up. Lose by gonna, 25 points. I was going to say that for shout outs and peace, but the Pacers come out. The Pacers say, look, we're done. We're done. We're so this team up. <laughs> Rick Miles Carl Dur- has COVID. <laughs> oh, does he have COVID? Uh, he's in health and uh, he's in health protocol. So the, uh, I, I would uh, I assume he's tested positive. And uh, Miles Turner comes out and he's like, well, this team only sees me as a role player. So I'm yeah, fucking trade me, you know. So their their best player is pissed off. They've said they're rebuilding. Still beat the Knicks by like 30. How much did they beat the Knicks by? 20? 25. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Obi went through the legs. Obi hey, went through the legs. Dope. So, hey. That yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes dope. sense. That's the future right there. That's the future. 
That's yeah. the future, uh, you know, whatever team he gets traded to for some aging fucking star that we end yeah. up fucking training him for. Yeah. That's the future. Wow. Remember, the- remember when you guys were just outside MSG telling Durant <laughs> that he made a mistake? Oh, and oh, then I, how, ha- oh. I can't remember. It's not like every fucking hack ass fucking social media <laughs> intern post bing bong after they beat the Knicks. Uh, no, yeah. I, can't, I, had, I can't remember it at all. No, no. Good Lord. You guys are so the, um, on top. Yeah. Was, what, was, what, what a shame. A passionate fan base. What a shame. Yeah. Well, but yeah, it's been fun. turned against us. Mm. It's been turned against us. So, you know, I'll take it. It's actually more fun because we had a, the good Knicks last year and now we have the bad Knicks. It's more fun when the Knicks are bad. People are like, no, the league's better. The league's better. When the Knicks it are just, good, the league's better. No, New Yorkers are better angry. The default state of New Yorkers is much better angry. I don't want a happy no, New Yorker. I, I hate to spoil your party. Knicks fans are angry no matter what. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Come on. The guy, the guy yelling bing bong to the heavens was not angry. He was <laughs> yeah, but bing the, bong, dude. Yeah, but yeah, but the energy was still very aggressive. Oh <laughs> it was aggressive. It was angry. And I'm, the bing bong guy specifically, though, he was just he had reached another plane of existence. <laughs> my favorite guy from that same uh, interview series is he's like Trey Young looks like my dad's dick. <laughs> I, I, okay, I've never seen my dad's dick though. Hey, <laughs> he immediately realized what he said. Is that, hold hey, on. Hey, shout out Lukey Lunchbox. Shout out Lukey at Lukey Lunchbox. Oh, is that that Lunchbox? Lunch? New York legend. New York oh, okay. Legend. Well, well apparently, Lunchbox. apparently, apparently, <laughs> Mr. Lunchbox looks dad dick looks like a <laughs> <laughs> looks like a, a lunchbox covered in pubes, I guess. I would expect uh, <laughs> yeah. I would expect someone named Mr. Lunchbox Dick to not like look like Trey Young. Maybe no. Nope. Maybe look more like an eel. But all right, okay. Maybe maybe looks like uh, the thermos inside the lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> my body, my body is a mere vessel vessel for my thermos penis. Shout, shout out to all the people uh, over the age of thirty five who get that joke. Oh, <laughs> people, people use lunchboxes still. Do, do they not? The kids don't the, have lunchboxes. No, I mean, do they? No. Dean has Dean has an insulated square that resembles no, a lunchbox. No, you, no, you type you in your the is no. You type in your Ethereum fucking code <laughs> and you fucking pay for your fucking future fucking. Yeah, you lunch. better hope you <laughs> better hope you got an NFT for your lunchbox. Otherwise, right. you know, you just just right click, right click, and save that lunchbox, baby. <laughs> um, okay, the Knicks are a, a disaster. disaster. Yeah, big shock, big yep. shock. Who could have seen yeah. it coming? Oh, me, who bet the under? Thank you very much. Um, speaking of another team, I bet the under on. Portland Trailblazers are also Ooh, in disarray. Oh my. The, the topic du jour um, amongst the NBA, um, um, whatever, Twitterati and NBA podcast verse are the Blazers. So we should probably touch on it. Mm-hmm. Olshay, Neil Olshay, longtime edict of mine, never trust a handsome man over 40. Never trust an unnaturally mm. handsome man after the age of 40. It's a telltale sign of narcissism. Proving the point, Neil O'Shea, a handsome man over 40, uh, fired, fired, let go from the Blazers from his GM job due to some investigation into, you know, whatever wrongdoings that the details of which we'll probably never know. Um, then all sorts of stuff about is Dame getting traded? Is, is Dame not getting traded? Um, CJ's uh, CJ McCollum's lung collapsed, apparently, um, which is just something that could happen to you, I guess. Like you're just walking around your lung collapse. Um so all very scary. I don't know where you guys want to where you guys want to start with the also with the um, wasn't there an on court like at practice wasn't there on court like verbal argument between Billups and CJ and Dame that happened like a couple Wait, days ago? there was I yeah I don't know about that I didn't see that I did see that Bill uh, that Dame had said he wanted a coach who had like done this before and kind of like there are rumors that he's been feuding with Billups the whole season um, done what lead your 
he wants a, a different coach to lead them to the he, eight seed. <laughs> he wanted he wanted look if you're gonna have a coach that's a failure you want a coach that has failed before he wanted jason kidd like yeah. he, that's that's who that's who <clears throat> right, wanted. Right. um yep. anyways i don't know where do you guys want to start where do you guys what are you guys thinking what should they do um <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, like, there's not much new information. I mean, it's like the same thing that we knew going into it. Like, well, but also now, like, Dame is, has also put it out there that he wants like a, a gajillion dollar uh, extension. Yeah. Too, okay. On so top let's, of that. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that. So that, the, that ain't so, happening in anything. I so mean, like, that, Neil, that's not helping the situation. Anymore. Neil O'Shea writes this article after being fired. Uh, right. using Wojnarowski as his pen, uh, essentially. Essentially, this Wojnarowski article comes out, long article that was co-written with Neil O'Shea, or clear that Neil O'Shea is the primary source. And everybody gets mad about it, or Dame Dame literally gets mad, of it, mad about it, you know, saying it's slander. Like, he even mm-hmm. tweets about it. Like, hey, this is like, this article is like slandering me. I read the key points of the article. The article was paywall, paywall but kind of the key points were posted. I don't see where the slander is. Like, I let me just let me. I have the article of the big parts. So the prospects of Portland extending Lillard 31 beyond 48 million in 2024 to pay him 51 million at 35 years old and 55 million at 36 years old threatens to turn an asset of a contract tra- contract into an al- albatross. That was that's a quote from the article. I can see how Dame would be mad about that, but is it is it not true? Like, isn't it like? A fifty, a hundred, over a hundred million dollar extension to pay a guy who's thirty five and thirty six, who's a small guard, it was also like, clearly deteriorating as you speak. Like, I mean, uh, in in a, in a, a pretty substantial way. Like he's he's not the player this year that he once was. And then he's like, he's like, well, we haven't, you know, I'm not eligible for the contract extension, so we haven't discussed it. Okay, but obviously, you want the contract extension. Everybody would want a hundred million dollar contract. Like, right? It's to me, it's like I don't understand what he's mad about. Of course, he wants this contract extension. Now he may think he's the contract extension is not going to be an albatross, but you know, to and maybe it won't be. Maybe he'll maybe he'll I be mean, like Chris Paul. I think it's pretty safe to say he is uh not thinking that he's going to fall apart right right no athlete is like like anytime you're like i don't think he's worth it an athlete's gonna get bad right every athlete thinks they're the best player in the whole league that's true but i mean like what there's like maybe what two players in the league that where a 50 million dollar contract isn't like severely hampering the team like i i mean look but that's us as fans and outsiders as a player you know he if you said kevin durant is better than you dame lillard is going to be offended by that Okay, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? You're right. Like, you're right. no matter what, no matter like, what. That's just so, like so. Okay, but to me, the article was not super offensive. Like, I, I okay, now fair. I can, yeah, I, yeah. I can mm-hmm. see how Dame's mad about it, and, and uh, also understand that Dame has been super loyal to Portland. Mm-hmm, so, right. like the way that, like, he might be looking at this as like, hey, I want the Kobe deal. I could have left last year. I could have left years ago, but right. I stuck around. Mm-hmm. So give me the Kobe deal because we're supposed to be in this forever. I've okay. made you more than fifty million dollars a year on just as being Dame Lillard. You know what I mean? The um, yeah, okay. And the, the Kobe deal is interesting because the Kobe deal is something I've always people will criticize, but I've always defended because it allowed the Lakers to pay Kobe, keep the fans happy, keep Kobe happy, but also rebuild. Like he was so bad yeah. that they you know <clears throat> were the top five in the lottery. So it was like all right, they weren't they were there was no opportunity cost. They weren't like sacrificing anything. Now. Why Dame is a little different is he has played with for Portland for his whole career. 
they've had success, but they haven't had the success that Kobe had. Like, it's not like he's leaving some huge right. legacy. It's not like those Lake, Laker fans well, can be like, we love Kobe because of the five titles, you know? They, they, have, they have what, one conference final appearance? So, yeah, but also, I mean, I, as far as, the, like, that's one thing for the Lakers because Lakers fans expect championships. I think, I think if you ask Blazers fans, who are your favorite all-time players? Dame is obviously in the, in right. the mix. Like, yeah. he, he's seen in Portland as one of the great legends of the franchise. So I do think that it's, it's all relative. Like, he, yes, he hasn't won a ring for, for them, but still, he has to see himself as, as important to the Blazers as Kobe was to the Lakers. Absolutely. But, and also, also think about the Blazers as a whole, the reason that arena sells out for the last 13 years is because of Dave Lillard. So like yeah. the Blazers are, are good with it. You know what I mean? Right. Like they might lose some money at the end of his contract, but they've made so much money off this guy Absolutely. who could have easily. And we've seen it. How many times are people demand out of a city, you know, and, he, and he's stayed loyal when he probably mm-hmm. shouldn't have, you know, and he's had every opportunity the last year to like talk shit about them. And yeah. especially with, with all the like controversy happening with the, the head coach hiring who he clearly doesn't, doesn't like uh no, and like all the mad. and and the bill and the business with o- 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 o'shea like you know he's been as loyal as you could possibly be so and could, and could you imagine his diss track to jody allen it would be it would be like on hot 97 in the morning like do you like, think he, jody, you don't want to mess with him do you think jody <laughs> allen knows she owns the blazers i mean like i don't <laughs> <it's>, she seems pretty <laughs> uninvolved um, is it also weird that like was did uh alan not have a wife like why i don't think he had kids he must he didn't i don't think he had kids he went with a sister went with a sister hey look trust me when i die my sister's not getting anything (laughs) (laughs) i don't know obviously i don't understand it but uh yeah um but if you're if you're a blazers fan okay imagine that you know your life's gotten a lot better dave and you're now a blazers fan instead of a knicks fan don't you want? Don't you want? How dare you? not you want them to trade Dame Lillard though? If I was a Blazers fan, I'd be like, "Yeah, let's rebuild. We can." He looks like he's on to on the decline. This this team's going nowhere with or without him. Let's trade him for you know whatever four four first rounders and start the rebuild. I remember a time when uh, Don Nelson got fired because he wanted to trade Patrick Ewing, who was past his prime for Shaq. And uh, and people lost their minds, myself included. I mean, I was like 13. I was like 12 right. or 13. So your, your mind so, was in that so in, constant yeah. state of being lost. So, so yeah. So I think you like, uh, yeah, you could, it, it's easy to say like, ah, no, we can't get rid of like this player that's been so important to us. But if, if like you're thinking logically, absolutely. They should be taking advantage of like what they could get for him now while they, while he's still, you know, he's still a great player. He's, he's not playing as elite as he once did. But yeah, I think if you're thinking logically, get the pieces to rebuild as much as you can, especially in a small market. Yeah, I I get that. I'd also say that Dame is playing at still a pretty high level. I mean, this year's a little weird, but like last year he was still, he was phenomenal. No, the ball. It's the ball. It's the, it's the ball. It's the ball. No, no, no. He has an abominable. He has a, he's an abdominal injury. He has an injury. injury But he's been dealing with it for a while. Like, but like, like it seems like it's gotten worse and he needs surgery and he won't get the surgery. He's just getting cortisone shots. But, but right. okay. Perfect example. Like, they, like for me, it was Iverson. Right. But mm-hmm. Iverson, no one wanted to trade him until like, till it got really bad. 
where mm-hmm. it was like this dude mm-hmm. just like is not even trying he doesn't want to be here like i would say it's it might be getting there with dame but like right, a month ago it last year it wasn't mm. last, last year dame year was playing great yeah. so like yeah. as a fan unless you turn on him in the last two months i mean i like my argument would be like he's the one thing you got working for you Get rid of CJ. Get rid of Nurk. Get rid of all these no, other players that no, stink. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, but you're, you're not going you know I mean? to get the return that will save your franchise. That's that's what that's what Dame wants. Dame. I mean, it came out in the article. So whether or not you believe it or not, he wanted to play. He wanted to trade CJ for uh, for Ben Simmons and and and, right. and include four first round picks. Again, yeah. probably that's a little bit of slander. Probably it's like one or two first round picks. But right. Um, now Daryl Morey probably asked for like thirteen. Daryl Morey, well, there was reported Daryl Daryl Morey asked for <laughs> asked three for and three swaps. Yeah, so yeah. whatever. But I mean, I think I think if if, if Portland offered CJ yeah. McCollum and four first round picks, yeah, ben, CJ ben, McCollum ain't James Harden. Like, yeah. like so slow your roll, Doc. Slow your roll. But um, yeah. So it seems like that's what Dame wants them to do. Like, hey, let's trade CJ. Maybe not Nurk, but let's trade CJ. See what we can get. It's rumored he wants to play with Ben Simmons. Which Dame has denied, but he did like a photo of Ben Simmons in a Portland jersey. So to me, that's all the confirmation I need. Um, but I don't, I don't think that moves the needle. Do you think that really moves the needle? I don't think that moves the needle. You're not the, the team's not that that much better with Ben Simmons. I don't think, or whoever else they could get for CJ. Like CJ, you know, has a has a collapsed lung, and like also, mm-hmm. I mean, I looked at the numbers actually for CJ. It's not like he's uh, been terrible this season. He's just a little no. off off his uh, off what he what he's been. And, and he talked about uh, in an article that, uh, you know, he's having a kid and that's really messed right. him up. Like, right. So, but okay. Point being as a Blazers fan, you would say like, Hey, why are we trading the all time greatest blazer and not the crap around it? And you know what I mean? That's all. Hey, you got to cut it. Hey, it's going bad. It, it, how much better would the Sixers have been if they traded Iverson a season before? So yeah, probably probably the same crap. <laughs> well, they probably, I mean, they probably, they probably would have like, blown the draft like, picks. Who did we, you know, know, yeah. Like we got nobody for them. So like, you know, yeah, but I, that's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's like, like if you look at the Blazers, the problem to me is not Dame. It's everything else. Now, yeah. maybe it will be if Dame asks out, then then I think changes <laughs> but there's only, everything. But. There's only so much more they could change. They changed the GM. They changed the coach. <laughs> I, yeah, I, no, next, I know, I know. The it's next thing that changes, CJ. Yeah, no, it's not looking good. That's what I'm saying. I would just hit the, press the reset button. And yep. I, as I said, I've predicted in the summertime, Dame would be on the Knicks. Um, unfortunately, the Knicks don't seem to have any assets anymore. So um, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know if that's true. But I would, I would argue that they're more likely <laughs> to try to trade for him now. Look, they Probably. have picks. They have, they have their own first round picks. They yeah, also so have, that's like top they three. Have a, they top they four a, by definition of being they know. have a first rounder from charlotte which obviously is like not gonna be terrific they still have the first rounder next year from dallas dallas is sliding so mm. dallas and 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 Luca's fat Luca's fat as hell uh so uh they they do have assets and they have young players that you know they might want so i i would say and and they're playing so poorly right now i would say they, in my mind, they're more likely to make a splash now than they were, you know, a month ago. All right. Like, like I said, Hey, he's going to be a Nick. We'll see. We'll see if, uh, once again, I'm, I'm, I'm proved correct. You shall see. I'm not, I'm not sure. Like what is the, is it, it's not RJ Barrett though. You don't, you don't, I don't, I don't think. What would it be quickly Barrett and a quickly, bunch of 
uh, Obi could be involved. Like Obi has made himself uh, a, a much better asset this year. Like he's yeah. looked really good in a small, small sample size. You know, like the biggest thing, you know, like the most divisive thing now in the fan base is people screaming about Obi needing more minutes. Cause he, he's honestly been the best player on the team this year. Like, like the most consistent in a small like, sample size, but yeah, quickly. Um, uh, and I, I mean, maybe RJ would be involved, you know, I think I you'd know. have to, um, and just a boatload of first rounders. Yeah. R- so RJ, RJ quickly, three first rounders, maybe, maybe Mitchell Robinson, just cause like it's, a you're going to be able to get him on an easy extension. Am I crazy? Does that sound like, that sounds like too much for Dame to me. Um, oh, no. I, in, in my mind, like I, I yes. Yeah. I don't it, think you should. I don't think you should get rid of um, the entire farm for him. Well, I mean, luckily you have a coach that has very long-term thinking, so I don't, I don't <laughs> think they're going to. I don't, I don't think it's right. much only because of what other teams will offer. Because the Sixers will offer Simmons and Maxi and a couple right. firsts as well. Right. You know, Golden State has a, a yeah. bunch of young players that they could offer and make work. You know, um, there's, other, there's see... other places out there that, so I think that's why you would have you. The price is going to be very high because well, of- we'll 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 see if the reports are right about the Pacers kind of doing the fire sale. Come next week, um, you know, we'll see um, if that starts happening first. Yeah. What what the what the you know what the, what the market is the market will be like you know. Well, so. yeah. Well, look for, look forward to seeing what happens. Um, I like I said. I don't think he, I don't think Sixers are going to get him. I just think it's, uh, I don't know. And I don't, I don't, if he's, if he's injured this season, I don't know if the Sixers want him. Like your whole point is like going all in with Embiid for a title. And if Lillard is severely limited, I don't know. To me, yeah, that's you take Lillard. Yeah. Because look, well, Got one, him. Ben Simmons is doing nothing for you. Right. right. Tyrese Maxey is, is looking good, but he ain't Dame. Mm. Right. You know, especially if you're like Dame, just take two weeks off, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and you know, the, I, I, I think this is the dumbest thing that Sixers fans have talked about forever. Is this like, you, you gotta go now with Embiid or you're going to lose him. It's like, come on. We've look Tyrese Maxey's like going to carry us this year. And he's in his second year. Like right. it took Trey young two years to get there. You know what I mean? Like a lot of young players can be very good. So like, if you need you know, if it's not this year, it's next year. Like you haven't beat for what four more years. Like he's not decrepit. You know, like you have yep. a little wiggle room, and it's like this idea that if you don't get, you know, James Harden today for him, then the Sixers can't do anything. And it's like, nah, you could probably you could probably figure it out. Yeah, and the and the the Sixers don't have a deep playoff run. Then MB just has like a, a longer off season of rest yeah. up and heal, and you know, yeah be healthy next year. Um, you mentioned that Luca is overweight. Did you want to talk about that? Came out, <laughs> came out that he's uh, was reported to camp 260. And at 6'7", that puts him at a 29.3 <laughs> BMI. I did the math on that, which is, uh, which is that's overweight. Like, that's, it's overweight. Like what, that's like what seven footers should weigh. Like, <laughs> Dave, what's your BMI? Dave, let's calculate your BMI. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Come on, it's, it's come on. Just tell it's us. The ho- it's the holiday season. I wouldn't want to. Do yeah, it that's not fair. Can we, yeah, can yeah, we get yeah. to like February? Like February? Come on, Dave. How tall are you? How tall are you? Come on. How tall are you, Dave? I'm, I'm like five eight and a half. <laughs> okay, five eight point five. I'll give you, I'll give you the point five. Okay. How I many was, pounds? How many pounds? I was Dave? once. 
165. Okay. All right. Let's see. Let's I see. was are once 5'9". Uh, are you fatter? <laughs> this, is, this is, are you fatter than Luka Dantich? You're not. You're, you're healthy, Dave. You're healthy. Hey, there you go. If you wow. told the truth about your weight, well, which I, I highly doubt. <laughs> I'm but. 165. Hey, I, I play, uh, these days I play more basketball than he does. So oh. I play, four, I play four times a week. So he's, he's, sit, he's been sitting out a lot. John, what are you? I'm going to guess you are also 5'8". Five, five, I'm about 5'8", yeah. I'm going to guess you are. Well, I don't know. You're looking like you did, did your little tour of the South. I'm going to no, put in yeah, that's I put not, on, I put on my college. My that's college. Not, yeah, uh, that's, that's not fair that. to John. Okay, I'm going to put in. I'm normally. So before I, I give you two of them. All right, let's okay. see that. Let's see okay. how John, much. How, John, how John's been on the Zion tour. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I was about one, I think, uh, like 145 normally. Jesus, right. is. that's definitely healthy. Ah, damn, yep. that's ah, definitely damn, good. That's twenty two. Out... You're you're like half of half of Luca. Yeah, but then I, I haven't post... been one forty five since I was like twenty six. Wow, <laughs> that's actually probably the young lightest I've been for a long time. But I think I am. The last time I checked, I was one fifty seven. I gained twelve pounds, mm. so closer. But I think I'm I'm slimming up a little. Twenty three point nine. Yeah, you're good. You're fine. You're okay. you're all healthy. You could weigh up to one sixty four and still be healthy, according to the, the the Oh, this is according to the CDC. So yeah, take that. Oh, one so, so. Oh, yeah, this great, right. great, great. We're we're good. Yeah, no thanks. Um, <laughs> so no, you guys, the fat, good news. P scale. Good news. Good news. Good news. You're both. <laughs> Luke, so Luca. Wait, Luca what about po- you, Matt? Hold on, slow down. Are you? Oh, you got to right. flame us on this. Oh well, I was gonna say, you know, listeners don't care. Matt's, <laughs> Matt's, <laughs> Matt's, care. Matt's slimmed down. It's all all on in his hair, but he's yeah, slimmed down. Yeah, it's all Yeah, five eleven. Maybe maybe five eleven and a half. I'll do five eleven though, just to be safe. Okay. My weight, my yeah, weight, so my, the, my weight, that's my the, weight. That's the highest you could go without like lying and saying you're six feet. <laughs> I know I'm not tall enough to lie and say I'm six feet. I'm not right. that tall enough, but I'm very close. Push it to the limit. Um, pound, I my weight fluctuates in between one seventy and one eighty three. So my weight fluctuates Ooh, wildly. That's a yeah. big. That's a big. Damn, put one, I'll put one seventy. Depends how many Legos are in your pocket. Right. Yeah, just, just, well, I always do the oh, we're all about we're all healthy. Twenty four point four, according to this, mm. surprising. Okay, yeah. I can. Oh, but if I was at the t- if I go above one seventy nine, I'm fat. Okay, ah, right. good to know. Been here, Good to know. Sorry, overweight, 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 overweight is the correct word. Let's not. Hey, you know what did it for me? What? Not having beer in the house. Just just wine, just whiskey, wine and whiskey. Wine and whiskey. Nice. No no beer. I just just have beer. You know when I'm out. Since the pan, I drink a lot of beer since the pandemic. Not like I did. Oh, I did. I did, yeah. but I had to, you know, I'll never, yeah, I'll I, ne- I, I noticed never ha- that that makes a, that makes a huge difference for me. Okay. I'll never have more than two a night, but I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I do drink a lot of beer, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how, how that works out long-term. Stay tuned listeners for another five years. We'll see how healthy the Hoopers are. Are there still, are the Hoopers still within the healthy weight range five years from now? We'll got to, we got to check back. Oh, this see. has been real fascinating. Who cares? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but Lucas fat. So Lucas, Luca, fuck, yeah, fuck this, fuck this fat, fuck this fat, whatever. I don't even Slovenia. Yeah, what, but seriously, this dude played all last season. Plays in the Olympics. He had three weeks off. Three in three weeks. In three weeks, could you get from your current BMI to the top of the overweight, Dave? That is the question. You have three weeks to do it. Could you? Could you? That's could a you? lot of. That's a Let's lot of Dave's hot chicken. That's we got a lot of Dave's hot. We got to do an. Exp- we got to do an experiment. Can Dave get to the overweight range in three weeks, like like Luka Doncic did? Oh, oh he's probably season. got a, a little raft filled with uh, snacks on his daywoo. 
riding around, <laughs> riding around in that Caspian Sea, just like just snack, <laughs> just snack. Oh, you yeah. got a cooler filled with how, beer. You gotta sandwiches. have. How often do you gotta have? A, what if you had a jet ski and then a jet? Yeah, a jet ski beside it. That's just a snack. A snack ski. That's a great snack. invention. Just Ooh. like when you're in the middle of the ocean, you want a snack. Hey, as a surfer and a former jet skier myself. You know, nothing would go better in the middle of the ocean than just a little snack, you know? So hey, you got shot ski, you got shot skis. So we, why hey, not we need yeah. to invent that. That's a good, ho- yeah. that's a good Hooper's VCI idea. It's just a little like mm. roaming, like little, uh, yeah, like a whatever autonomous uh, ski that goes around with snacks in it for the surfers. Oh, yeah. Dude, hey, we can make we some can money. Call- Here's a name well, uh, Sea and Sand Witch Mobile. There, there we go. go. There, there we go. go. Done. There we Done. go. We sell the sandwiches on the beach, beach, and then it has amphibious mode. Go ahead, oh. bring those sandwiches out to the out to the surfers <laughs> in the water. <laughs> to, the, to the whales out there. Yeah, that's the problem. All, is he? he all, you all know, these, our, our guy kept sur- driving to a whale, thinking it was Luca. <laughs> all these surfers cramping up, just like drowning. <laughs> yeah, I always cramp up. I always cramp up, man. <laughs> but I shouldn't have that sandwich. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Well, more waves for me. More waves for me. This is a good way to kill off some surfers. Yeah. Hey, Luca, how about here's a suggestion. Uh, Why don't you invite uh, KP to some of these dinners? Get his weight up. Seriously. You know what I mean? Seriously. Hang with that dude. Like, like, he's too skinny. Yeah. Put some Mm -hmm. weight on him. All right. All right. All right. We talked about the NBA enough. Let's do some shouts and beefs. And then let's let's get to the let's get to the meat. Let's get to the meat. (laughs) You guys have any other shouts and beefs? I have a uh, shout out to James Harden. I don't oh, know if you oh, saw the really? Red Hot oh, Rockets. Speaking of fat people. Sizzling. Sizzling hmm. Rockets. Best team yeah. in the league. I mean, I, whatever. They've won six, five, six straight? Seven straight? Gar- I don't know. Garrison Matthews, a guaranteed all-star this year? Garrison Matthews, Josh Christopher, um, Jack, uh, Jake, another, another player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Logan, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is all guys with two first names. Oh, hey, that's scouting. That's, I mean, like, can't, can't knock the scouting. It's really paid off. Ryan, um, Michael. <laughs> Dude, hey, man, it's, all great. it's a shame. It's a shame that Jam Michael Vincent passed. He would have been a great rocket. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Red Hot Rockets, they beat the Nets, and then James Harden apparently accidentally walked to the Rockets uh, locker room after the game. After the game, he's... <laughs> I'm used to it, Damn. just 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 all, all full of ice cream. Just just his his, his got a brain his, freeze. His neurons uh, inhibited by all the carbs. Uh, yeah, just goes to goes to the Rockets locker room. So you know, love to see love to see the Nets fail so bad that uh, that James Harden wants back on the Rockets. So mm. amazing. Yeah. Um. Hey, I'm uh, beefing with uh, Adam McKay. Hey. Oh. Oh. Mm. oh. The, succession, because uh, hey, because I I tried. You guys told oh, me no, Succession no. got better. I tried watching it. It did. Oh, you're crazy. I got last like two, I I got twenty minutes into the third episode. And I was like, God, this show, fucking this the, show's last, so East Coast two, legacy nah, nah, nah. bullshit. The, the last two episodes, phenomenal, mm. phenomenal. Okay. I'm so, so I only I only got to watch five more hours to get there. No. Okay, awesome. not, not beefing, not beefing with him about uh, Succession. He's just an executive producer on that. Mm. No, I'm beefing with uh, with him. Hey. The trailer came out today for um, you know the, the the Showtime Lakers show. Looks oh, phenomenal. Yeah. My beef. I auditioned for it. Didn't get cast. What Ooh. the hell, Adam McKay? Adam McKay, what are you doing? Kidding me? Look Send at this beard. Pot. Look at this beard. How do you not fucking cast <laughs> me, guy? Yeah. Good, good. 
but good luck you know i hope the show has great success you know yeah the uh it looks terrific i think i i think i had tweeted that oh man that would be that's my dream show to write for and then friend of the show rochelle williams was like yeah you'd be great for that you should totally write for that show acting like it was even remotely a possibility just to (laughs) very patronizing very patronizing yeah very nice yep. good. she's hey shout out to her she's killing it yeah, oh she's, she's a crushing. showrunner on like she, love life or something yeah, so. yeah she is doing outstanding so love you know it. super hoopers bump always hey always always, always, always give you that yeah. bump yeah hey yeah, uh, adam, with, adam adam mckay you want though. oh it looks phenomenal but hey adam mckay you want the show to do well come on super hoopers yeah come on super hoopers. you're one step you're, stop, you're one <laughs> step away from being successful adam yeah that's right you make up for the big short, you know? I can yeah. think of, and what's crazy about that is you look like a lot of Showtime Lakers, uh, Dave. I, I can see I, you'd, be, you'd be right for so many of uh, yeah. these players. I, um, I, Kareem, I, I, read, I read for, I read for uh, the trainer, the Lakers trainer, Jack Coran. Uh, uh, Jack Coran. Not I Gary Vitti? I saw the guy who got it. He looks much more like him than I do. Right. <laughs> You I have did we talk about this? You could be Gary Vitti though. You 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 would I know. Well that I think we did talk about this because I thought it was supposed to be Gary uh, you, that, you thought it was the, Vitti. All the names were like disguised, uh, you know, in quotation. That's right, that's they right, were that's like, right. That, we they were all like this. fake names. But it was yeah, it was it was supposed to be Jack Corrant. So, so well, you know, I I look, you're you got your one show coming out. Um to the hey, Jason Kadem show. Hey. And uh Next week, I will uh, I'll be in the final episode of uh, Shrink Next Door with uh, Will Ferrell on, oh, there you uh, go. on Apple. So should I watch that? Is that show good? Have you watched it? It's in. It, I do like it. I do like mm, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I, it's tough. It's like reading the book <laughs> before the movie. I loved the podcast. podcast so it's, was it's great. hard. It's hard to capture like the podcast, but uh, but I have really enjoyed it. Let yeah. me let me let me it's translate for the listeners. When you ask someone who's actually in the show if the show's good, <laughs> the response is, ah, "I like it. I like it." Yeah, then it's. Uh, oh, I do like it. I do like okay, it. I do. All right, I like it. I, I like I it. I do. I do. All, All right, that'll be. I, 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 I love it. Well, we'll Farrell, please cast me in the, more things. That's the. <laughs> it'll be in the bottom of my list after the uh, next five hours of Succession. I have to watch before it gets good. No, for five my minutes. my hesitancy is like I I'm hesitant to recommend anything to you because you hate everything. So that's true. Hey, that is true. love the Beatles doc. Love the Beatles doc. That's true. Oh, that's true. Get there. Love a hey, Kirby enthusiasm. Last the Sunday's episode of Kirby enthusiasm was oh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. That's so, great. That's great. Dude, he, tells, he tells he tells Richard Lewis he's like, "What are you going to die?" die? <laughs> 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 die? Just he's the like, way he says it was. I was. I literally literally left laughed out loud. Fell. He's, he's barely in this season because he has all these health complications. <laughs> he <laughs> like lo- he looks like he's gonna die. And Larry yeah, David's yeah, like, yeah. "What? When are you gonna die?" <laughs> So, oh my gosh, so good! It's so funny, dude. Larry David is crushing it, just oh, crushing yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Dude, when he says, "When he says, I hate people but love mankind," I oh. was like, "Oh, that is me. That is like my, a, yes." As a perfect, my wife and I were dying, dude. dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My so wife good. was also dying, but more, she was just dying at how much I was dying. So, mm. but <laughs> what a great, phenomenal, phenomenal season. Yeah, so. yeah. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. 
Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Anyways, let's talk about the Beatles. Let's talk about the Beatles. Okay. Yes. Let's do that. So I watched this doc and yep. I thought it was maybe the best document. Like it was because it, it felt like a transcended a documentary to me because it was more a historical document because this group just, is just found footage. It's found footage of them. Seven mm-hmm. hours, of seven hours edited together of them doing their thing. And I think inarguably, whether or not you like the Beatles, they're the, they're the biggest pop group of the 20th century. Like they're maybe the oh, most, easily. Mo- maybe the of most famous time. artists. Yeah, no, and and yeah. then of all time, since the population is you know larger, largest, uh, and, and also more global, um, and you know it's, it's possible for people to listen to music from all over the world. So they're like the biggest pop group of all time. I mean, I can think maybe you can make the argument for Michael Jackson. I don't know, um, mm-hmm. but whatever. They're like one of the most celebrated, popular artists in history. And the documentary shows them making music. So the documentary like right. shows them doing the thing. That is so mysterious, the creative process. Right. And these are arguably the most successful creatives ever, like in the history of, you know, the world. These are the most successful creatives and you get to see them being creative for, for seven hours. Yeah. So it's incredible. It's just utterly fascinating. Like, yeah, because you see them create something that, you know, will become iconic. Iconic. Right. Yeah. Like Paul, like. They're they're waiting around like Paul and Ringo are waiting around because George and John are late and he just comes up with get back because he's bored waiting for them. Right. Right. And so you have that with these like spontaneous moments of genius. But then you also see them working and working on stuff like stuff that had existed for years. They're coming back to it. They're tinkering with it. It's getting better and better. Like, um, don't let me down. You see them kind of work Mm -hmm. on it and work on it throughout throughout the um throughout the uh the documentary and then like you know it you know really starts to sing once they bring billy preston in for the key part you know in my opinion yep. i don't know yeah uh, no, obviously i don't know anything about music um a lot, a lot of those a lot of those songs came alive once billy preston came into the fold yeah so. he's playing these like iconic you know keyboard riffs um so it's just fascinating from that perspective just to watch you know it's be like watching shakespeare write plays like, like you'll see him okay should i try this line should i try that line because you yeah. can, with music, you can actually see them almost talk about it, you know, musically by like playing this, playing that, and then actually talk about the music as well. So from that perspective, like watching absolute geniuses do their thing is just, you know, it just floored me. I was like, I can't even believe that this exists. Um, right. And then I didn't really know that much about the Beatles. Like I had heard, you know, their songs before, but I wasn't you hadn't heard, of them. Them. <laughs> heard of them. I know about them. So yeah, I was they're not, just, they're not from SoCal. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. You're more of a monkeys guy. I'm more of a sublime <laughs> yeah. guy. I remember in, in, in high school, more of a Herman Sermons guy. Better. So <laughs> Herman's what? What's the band? Herman's Herman. I'm kind of a Herman's Hermit's uh, Dave Clark five kind of guy. Dave Clark five. Well, there. I mean, that's, you know, talk about real genius. Come on. Two, hey, two first names. Two first names. Yeah. yeah. Can't go wrong. Iconic. Can't go wrong. Iconic. It's too late. Too late for me to name my kid. Uh, have, 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 have two first names. So we're doomed. <laughs> Actually, all of us, all of us are doomed by our last name that our kids will be failures. Um, That's right. What is the, 
but my but watching it, I was like, I was like, well, what's you know, what's the perception of the Beatles before this documentary? I was really interested. That's why I want to talk to you about it, Dave, just because I know you're a big fan. Yeah, there's all of a sudden there's a whole lot of Beatles fans out of nowhere, like all these people like <laughs> claiming that they're like monster Beatles fans. Never seen them post anything about the Beatles before. No, I'm not. I mean, cla- I'm not claiming I was a monster. No, I'm not fan. saying you. I'm saying like people on Instagram and stuff being like, like John, the best, the greatest. The, uh, yeah. OK. OK. Yeah. So that's my member. You just remembered you like the Beatles, like after like not really fucking listening to them for a long time. Like, yeah, I think I think I think people are the thing about the Beatles is like people like, you know, the masses like enjoy the Beatles. But a lot of people just kind of take the take them for granted because they're just like, oh, yeah, it's the Beatles. Like, they're just they're great. You know? Oh, yeah, they're, they're really good. But some people, you know, prefer to listen to other music or whatever yeah i mean i, I, mean, I think that, i think that's the perception it's like oh yeah everybody likes pizza like the beatles are like pizza you know yeah no, no and that's and that's and, but that's also my perspective but when people ask me whether or not they should watch the jock i said you should watch the jock just because the beatles are so huge that you just you never get to see somebody this famous and also they're like at the height of their fame it's crazy right. they're like going in there and they're reading articles about themselves you know they're like sitting there reading articles about themselves they're like react oh well that's bullshit you know we didn't you know we didn't it's like it's like right. it's, i mean i'm sure today it's like a famous person checking their twitter feed you know but mm-hmm. you know like there's a difference between a famous person and the fucking beatles you know like like it's like they're yeah. like so iconic you know mm-hmm. but at the same time they are people and they're like you know like 26 or whatever they're they're in their late 20s um but like what was the perception like who's the favorite beetle like like um it's it's my my perception that john isn't is john is the john the one that everyone likes the best i think john is the most like lives on in infamy because of he died his death you know right it was always split john and paul you know, and Paul tended to be, you know, I'm, obviously I'm speaking in generalities, but Paul was more popular with young women because right. he was like kind of the teeny bopper, uh, you know, handsome one. And John appealed to like, you know, like guys and, and also like like people who were just like a little more like, like older, um, a little more like politically like active and um, it's like college crowd. Um, and then George was kind of like had to appeal to like people who wanted to be like against the grain, kind like a of. little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ringo appealed to kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, hey, you see that in the dog. I loved when I was a kid. I loved Ringo because but, I loved the movies. Like, and he yeah. was like the best actor of them, and he was so funny. Um, the, um, and the, the name. It's the name. And yeah. The name. Yeah. Well, so, 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 a couple things. Well, one, they bring uh, Paul McCartney brings his adopted or whatever stepdaughter in. And yeah. she like loves Ringo. She's like hanging with Ringo. She's playing the yeah, drums yeah, with Ringo. Yeah. And it's like super cute. He clearly like enjoys her. You see, you see that. Um, you also see them all kind of being like really receptive to the, you know. And, the, and nice Linda kids. McCartney is talking to the um, the director of the documentary at the time, Michael Lindsay Hogue. And, mm-hmm. and, and she's saying to him, oh, like Ringo's the best. Like he's the easiest to talk to. Yeah. Although they call they they don't call him Ringo, they call him Richie. It took me Richie, forever yeah, to figure yeah, out who the, who the hell Richie is. I'm like, who's Richie? And they'd say like the songs written by it'd be like Starkey, and I'm like, who the fuck is this Starkey guy? He's writing all these Beatles, and then in front, oh, that's hot. You thought Ringo. Ringo Star was his actual name? I don't know. I don't know. I I I why I, I would assume that they was uh, when it says who wrote the song, it'd be Star, not Starkey. But I guess I don't know. So it's gotta be it's gotta be legal. Gotta be legal. Okay. All right. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I learned that halfway through the doc. But yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Richie. Richie. But watching so, but watching the doc, I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" Like John Lennon is so cool. Like he is like, 
Mm-hmm. There's some people, you know, they're just like naturally cool. Like they're just, you just see them. You're like, oh, this is like, thank you. Thank this you. Guy's cool. yeah, you no, but I mean, in all, you're not as cool as John Lennon, but if you, yeah, if we all three of us were hanging out, it'd be like, oh, that's the cool one. You know, like that guy is clearly <laughs> cooler than the other two, you know? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on. It's pretty inarguable, I would say, but <laughs> um, yeah, but he's yeah. so uh, fucking cool. To the- Putting the guy with the fucking Gordon Gecko hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you when you hang with a ponytail hair guy, (laughs) I look. I like to. I like to. I like to let other people shine. I'm going to handicap myself. You know, that's true. That's true. Um, But like, that's was so. It was so amazing to watch him because you're like, oh, this guy's just like. He's clear why he's a. He's just because he's cooler. Like he's cooler than everybody. And when Peter when Peter Sellers comes in, um, like the famous actor, he's like, he's like, he's like starstruck by them. Kind of. He's like, so Lennon's like fucking with him. Like he's like, like I've been in, it was so funny. Cause like, I totally recognize that situation where it's like, there's a bunch of cool people hanging out and like somebody Mm -hmm. comes up to them and tries to like join in and they're just doing their thing. And they're just not, they're not letting the other guy in. And it was, And you're like, you've seen that interaction like a lot of times at parties. And I, obviously I've been on both sides of that. <laughs> but yeah. um, but it's just, this is Peter Sellers. Like Peter Sellers at that time was like one of the most famous actors in the world. If not like, yeah. and like regarded as not, not just, not just like a famous actor, not like a, you know, not in a face, but a legitimate like talent. Like he was, mm-hmm. you know, very versatile. I mean, he's in Kubrick movies. Um, And, and Lennon's just like fucking with him. He's like, fuck you. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not going to like be all nice to you. I'm not going to like, you know, make small talk. I'm just doing a little bit with my buddies and I'm not interrupting the bit. And Sellers just kind of like, want, like, oh, nice to meet you all. And like wanders off, like all sad. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's great. It's fascinating. But in the doc, it's like, Paul seems like he's the, like, I was very sympathetic to Paul. Like, I was like, dude, this guy is like a genius. And he's also like, just trying to, he knows what they have is so special. And he's just trying to push it forward, trying to get things done. Um, so to me, I was like, oh, Paul's the best. Like double-edged, double-edged sword, though, because what, what you don't see as much of, you see a little taste of it, um, you know, which leads to George, you know, spoiler, George quitting the band for a time in the beginning. We don't see like how like kind of bossy he was and shit, you know. Well, you I think you see a couple of things. You see you see them both John and him being very dismissive of George Harrison without being. Overt. Which was always which was always the dynamic because George was the baby of the group. He's you know? way younger. Right. And well, so it, relatively like considering that like he was way younger, like seeming to them when they all came of age, like because right. they were like fucking teenagers. In reality, he's like he's like not even a year younger than Paul. You know? Oh, OK. OK. Oh, right. like, I thought he was. I thought he was a couple of years young. But, all right. Ringo, Ringo and John were born 1940. And then I think like, like Paul was born 42 and George was 43. George, George and Paul were friends and Paul brought George into the band. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but with the Harrison interactions, it's so funny how they're, they dismiss him with their eyes. It's like, they're not even saying anything. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like looks they give where they're just like, you know, like, uh, okay. All right. This guy, this guy's like not on our level type of thing. But then it's also weird because when you look at the Beatles catalog, some of the most famous songs are Harrison songs. Like well, especially if you go to, later. Yeah. Something later, or yeah. while my guitar gently weeps. Like, you know. so like yeah, on, on Spotify, the most popular song is here comes the sun. My yeah. personal favorite song is uh, when my guitar, while my guitar gently weeps like that to me, I, it's my favorite song of theirs. So, yeah. and I think a lot of people like, it's like, Oh, that song is like, pff, uh, you know, it's, oh, it's a masterpiece. It's, it's, might masterpiece. be my favorite too. And you got to watch the, um, 
if you've never seen it, watch the Prince performance of it at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the best internet videos ever because Prince throws his guitar up at the end and it disappears. It never, <laughs> his guitar never comes back to earth, at least in the angle that they chose. But it's, 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 it's so fascinating because it's like this guy is fantastic. He's like a fantastic mm-hmm. musician, songwriter. And, but he's, you know, he's there with like two geniuses and he just can't get the respect. Um, oh, and, and all things must pass. His first solo album comes out. And most of those songs were songs that Lennon and McCartney were like, nah, good enough. <laughs> yeah. And like that fucking album is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Like one of the greatest albums of the seventies. It, it's also interesting. Cause like you can see there's this weird thing where Paul is just trying to get stuff done. Yeah. Right. Like right. you could, I mean, first of all, like, like why the hell is Yoko there? Like, <laughs> like, like literally, like I yeah, get having, a, if you want whole, whole nother conversation, if you want yeah, your yeah. wife there, if you want a friend there, like, you know, people have entourages, things like that. Yeah. But like Usually sitting on they don't guitar sit amp. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're reading a newspaper. Right. Like that's crazy. Like if one of our wives was on the zoom while we recorded, nope. we'd be like, we'd be like, yo man, like this is a little weird. It's so really like, hard. We recorded like a live podcast one time when you, you know, when your wife was there and she wasn't like Yoko, but it's, it's much harder. Just the presence of somebody else. Like you're like, you, you start to perform. All right. Which yeah. is not necessarily right. a bad thing, but like it's the dynamic is changed, but it did seem yeah. like they were pretty used to Yoko though. But I think a lot yeah. of that was like, it felt like they just had, like, that was my thing with Paul be, is yeah. just like, he, he was in this weird spot where he also knew this thing was almost over. Mm-hmm. You know, like right, he says right. it multiple, especially in the beginning where he's like this, this like, look, John might pick Yoko, you know, and he knows it and he says it out loud and he and he agrees with it. Yeah. He's like, if he wants to leave to be with Yoko, there's nothing I can do about it. This has been my friend forever. If that's what he wants to do. But he knows that like, hey, guys, like we're we got to finish this album. We're really close. Like it's this weird. He can sense this thing is ending. And as he knows how to wrap this thing up like hey let's work on this song let's do this it's also pushing them away you know it's this weird dichotomy of like i i need us to be better but by trying to be better you think i'm being bossy so then you leave and he just he can just see it he talks about seeing it It, it, it's also interesting because uh, so much of like the you know portrayal of this time period is that the Beatles break up because of Yoko and really they, they broke up because of a million different reasons. But yeah. the main thing is that like, George is just really tired of Paul and like, just wants to go off. And you, and yeah. you see like later on in the doc, like he's talking to John, George is talking to John about how like, you know, I want to make my own album, you know? And like, it's, it's really him. Like just kind of being but like, also, also doesn't this. also Lennon has like a big heroin problem too. I think while this is yes. even happening, well, this, I'm always that's like, the other thing too. It, it, it is funny to see like people are just like, Oh man. Like after watching the doctor, like John is the best. He's so like, he's so funny. And like, he's so charismatic. He's also like crazy and like had all kinds of drug addictions and he, like, like violence issues his, too. Beat his first wife, Cynthia. Like, yeah. Yeah. like he's like not a good dude. <laughs> no, no, no. He's probably not. I mean, you know, whatever he's, yeah. But, um, artistic genius but, so what you is can see that with paul because there's scenes where paul's trying to get the song done like guys like just play it this way and you can tell these guys are super high yeah and messed up and he's like ah like guys i'm trying to get like we're really close like, we have a week pounding, to go 
pounding wine. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what? Why is Yoko screaming into the mic? We have a song oh, to record, you know? But then, like, but, hey, but, hey, they're all jamming out, though. Like, Paul's yeah, like, on the drums and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but also, there's that great scene where they... um. They have the audio recording of Lennon oh, and McCartney talking. So good, yeah. And they, yeah. they just they just show the flower pot or whatever. But what's mm-hmm. crazy about that? If you listen to that or whatever, watch that. McCartney doesn't listen to a thing Lennon says. Like, right. Like McCartney's not reacting. Lennon is basically saying, "Hey, man, you're like doing this. You're doing too much. You're not acknowledging." And McCartney is not. He's like not listening to him at all. Like he's not. He's oh, not really. He's, like, like, watch it back. Like, McCartney yeah. never basically responds to John. McCartney's just like going on. Hey, we need, like, we need he's to just got this. his like. He's got his like spiel he, he wants to, to say. Hit. It's like right. essentially they're having a conversation, but it's like McCartney's not listening. That's um, interesting because when I watched that, to me, it felt like uh, Paul was understanding, like he was admitting to some of his mistakes. Right, like really him saying like. I know I got to get better at that. I got to get better at that. Really? Now, obviously he has his own ego, but that to me, when I watch it, I felt like, oh, this is Paul, like finally admitting that, like, I might be some of the problem. Really? Mm-hmm. I got, yeah. I got, not, I got, I got in tone. That's like, he, he wasn't right. aggressive in his tone. Right. Like it'd be like Dave saying like, um, Hey, you know, whatever we need to do the super hoopers podcast uh, live. And I'm like, Right, uh, but we need to record it too. It's like he's like he's like yeah, yeah, totally yeah, totally he's saying totally he's saying oh yes, but like what he the content of his the speech is like I'm not listening to you in the slightest. Um, yeah, but maybe 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 I misread that. So what? Why do they break up, Dave? What is the right? Because that that happens after the doc. So what is the what's the what's the whatever consensus on that? It's exhaustion, and I mean, if it was up to Paul, only Paul, I think they would have stuck together. Um, but just wanting to, I mean, it's crazy that they were only really together for like eight years, but uh, exhaustion. I mean, it had to be so exhausting being in this fucking band and just like not having your life. Um, and yeah, I think, I think they all kind of just wanted to go their separate ways. I mean, you can see like, how, like miserable for Ringo. I mean, you know, like <laughs> just sitting there like in the Ringo was the first one to quit Ringo. Like during, while they were making the white album, Ringo quit. Cause he was yes. just like, uh, and, and seeing the doc, you know, you can see what a miserable experience like being in the studio was for him. Cause he just had to fucking sit. And then Paul's like telling him how to play the drums. Like, <laughs> like yeah, he's like, dude, do this. Let, let me come up with the, my drum parts. Cause like I, I had to sit through fucking hours and hours of you guys noodling while I had nothing to do. But like, it's, it's so funny. Cause my perception was like ring watching, just, just watching the doc, not knowing much of the history. Ringo would, it seemed like Ringo would never leave. Like he seems like he's just so happy to be there. Like he shows mm-hmm. up on time every day. Like the one th- after the blow up, after the blow up, it's like he's the only dude who shows up. Like after Harrison quits, like he just shows up and he's like hanging out with the director. Well, because I think he's like a I, like he's loyal to the band and whatnot. And he um, also but, seems uh, like, but 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 I but I also think like well, like he he has to be <laughs> like yeah you right. know, um. But yeah, I think generally speaking, they just wanted to go off and do their own thing, and it was like too exhausting to be the Beatles anymore. And uh, I think mostly because of George and John, like their desires and wanting to, you know, just do their own thing. And look, 1970 rolls around and Paul, John and George all come out with fucking phenomenal solo albums. If, if, if you guys haven't heard um, um, McCartney's album is just McCartney, uh, John Lennon, and the Plastic Ono Band and uh, All Things Must Pass. Those albums are all, you know, 
material that they were working out while they were still in the Beatles that they just decided to take, uh, you know, and, and make their solo acts. So it, it just was the time. So do you think but, you, ta- you but take after, away? So, yeah. so I just want to say like, so, so after the documentary, the time the documentary was made in, um, George Martin, like basically they're like, we want to make one last album. And George Martin is like their producer who you can see in it. He says, okay, I'll do it, but we're not doing that bullshit that you guys just did for get back. That was like chaotic and awful. And so they come together to make Abbey road. And like, that's like the last song you can hear, like, it's kind of their triumphant, like, you know, last, but a lot of the songs from, from, from the get back documentary are on Abbey road. Yeah. Well, they're coming up simultaneously coming up with, a, a lot of the Abbey Road songs in that time period too, and then but they my, put out. But then they put but out in Let the it re- be. recording. They put out Let It Be after the fact because, like, they weren't. They were never really happy with like a lot of those songs. Like, Don't Let Me Down is not even on it, which is insane. Yeah, it's just um, like a single. I didn't even know that because that was like a, yeah. that was a song we always played in college. Like that was oh, my yeah. favorite. And I like I, I often forget that because like I so closely associate it with the rooftop concert. So I'm like, oh yeah, it's obviously it's on Let It Be, but it's not on any album. That was another wild thing about the rooftop concert because it's like it's iconic that they go on the roof and they just play. But then you watch the doc and you're like, well, they're actually playing to be recorded, so they play songs multiple times. So they play times. It like a million times. I know that kind of like that kind of dispelled like some of the the magic. Exactly. You're like, if I was on the street, I'd be like, they just played this song. What are they doing? <laughs> Yeah, they played Don't Let Me Down like fucking five times. Like, uh, come on. Also, also, it's like you. I had the perception because I only kind of knew about it from The Simpsons, the TV show The Simpsons. I was, I was so just going to say that. They go and perform on the top of Moe's in The Simpsons oh, and, everybody right, can, right, right. and everybody can see them. In the <laughs> and, documentary, and, it's like that you can't see them. Like if you're on yeah, the street, yeah. you're just like, oh, I guess there's music. It, it, it seems like yeah. it's cool. Like it's like, do you cool, know, it's iconic. Do you know but, who's... Do you know who's playing right now? Yeah. Well, just... well, 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 I think it's the Beatles. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, it, I had always thought it was much more impromptu, but it's like very planned and they have the yeah. cameras everywhere. Oh, and no, there's like, yeah, mean, like the guy's yeah. asking about it. And it's just, you know, this is, it, and it's still cool, but it's definitely uh, demystified. I 100% yeah. based that story off The Simpsons. Right. right. Like yeah, I yeah. thought the Simpsons, I like, I was just like, oh, okay. These guys, they're about to break up. And then they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do one last show. Let's yeah. drag our amps up there. We'll play. People walk by and be like, I think the Beatles are playing. And then they'll realize that they broke up the next day kind of thing. Yeah. No, wrong. Wrong. The Simpsons, Simpsons way better. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. going to say the Simpsons <laughs> better than the, the Simpsons Beatles. version. Yeah. Simpsons, uh, better, Simpsons better. better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, still, I still love all that footage of them up there because no, it's, it's incredible. It's just incredible. knowing just knowing it's the last time that they like played in public. Yeah. Together. Also, but, it looks um, so cold. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. It's fucking January in London. Like I must have been like, like John especially looks miserable. I know. I, go- I Googled how cold and the autocomplete was, was the Beatles rooftop concert. Cause everybody was, I was like, cause I was like, how fucking cold is it? Cause it looks fucking freezing. It's like, a, yeah. I think it was in the forties, but with wind chill. I think uh, my favorite part of the doc though, is the runaround they give to the cops. Oh yeah. <laughs> The amount cops of- just cops being so polite, like only in fucking England. But I feel, like, I, I feel, I felt bad. Have like a conversation the, like that with a Bobby. Like the the, the, the cop looks like he's nineteen, and like he's basically got a bunch of noise complaints. Right. Like you get a bunch of noise complaints, you're like, all right, let me go check this out. You don't think, like, oh, it's the Beatles, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're playing live on the rooftop. Um, 
they thought it was just coming from the studio. I think the cops just thought, it was, hey, can we just turn it down? And they're like, no, they're playing on the rooftop. And you're like, fuck. Well, I already kind of like committed to being all tough to be like, got to shut this down. Now I got to go freaking shut down the Beatles. I, I was like, yeah. I mean, he should have just left. They should have just left. But you're like, God, this is like, I'm sure they're not trained for the biggest band in the world, you know, plays on the rooftop in the middle of the city. <laughs> well, right. it's so genius to put the, the hidden camera there to shoot. It was. And then yeah. just the, the secretaries and the stage band are yeah, like, okay, hold on. I got to talk to one guy. And then they yeah. just, and they're clearly <laughs> stalling for 15 yeah. minutes. And they yeah. come back and he's like, yeah. okay, what do you want? Oh, okay. Hold on. The elevator's broke. Let me go. I'll be right back. And it's yeah. just like, these cops are sitting there and it's, oh, it's brilliant. It's guy such keeps a brilliant like, runaround. Guy keeps giving the same fucking spiel over and over again to different yeah. people. It's like, like yeah. a- but, but, but I, I, you know, we've gotten over 30 complaints, uh, yeah, yeah. 30 plus complaints. Uh, and then they shut off the, the the amp, right? And then uh, Paul's just still playing, and everyone's just like, "Fuck it!" They turn it back on. They keep playing. Oh, oh, it was awesome. The yeah. um, uh, it reminded me of being on a Dave Seeger uh, film set. You know, Dave, <laughs> Dave Seeger film sets often get shut down, and they're stalling yep. for time as they get the final yep. bits of footage. Yeah, yeah. So, sneak sneak a few more shots. Sneak a yeah. few more shots. Yep. Um, let's. I, see. I will say um. If you if you haven't watched the Beatles anthology and you, you watch Get Back and you enjoyed it, you should try to watch the Beatles anthology. I have it on DVD. Uh, I, I don't. It's not like available for streaming, but I I have have a, a feeling it will be available soon enough. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. After I'm the sure success Disney of this, Disney is, uh, acquiring. Is well, yeah. it was it was on ABC. It was NBC. Yeah. It's probably just yeah. a matter of some so, sort of rights or something like that. So, the, um, yeah. What about the documentary, the original documentary? Would you recommend watching that, Dave? Not after watching this, I think you would find it kind of boring and kind of what, what original like, documentary? Let they, it be. They, it was they, it was a uh, actually like this was actually this did end up being released. Like they oh, made a document. Oh. All this footage was for documentary that they end up releasing. They did release that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I and would this say is just like unless you cut one, unless mm-hmm. you're really curious. Uh, I would say it's a waste of time. We watch Get Back. Like, <laughs> the, the, the director seems like not the greatest to me just he doesn't come off on the documentary he's he like wanted them to play in tripoli so kept, fucking bad. Kept pushing it it's like dude I, you know if you've ever been in a writer's room before it's like just let if the if you pitch let a joke twice down, pitch a joke twice don't pitch it a third time all right just let it go right you're not doing it he just keeps pitching that and then he's like i love it when they're like we got to think of a place to go to school he's like a children's hospital but oh sorry he's an american he's not british but he's like a children's hospital but we're, not where they're like so sick where it's sad just like when they're like a little they're gonna it's like broken leg they're gonna get better it was like the stereotype of like the evil hollywood producer you know right right well he's like super he they uh he's like a descendant of a lord or something is he? i thought is he i thought he was american the director no but he no, was I thought, he was born he was in america british. he was born in america oh, I thought. something like that oh, okay. he's like right. raised in america but no that's how uh-huh. he got the job Dude, all right you know, well you know. he's got connections he's got yeah. connections um yeah. I, a couple other things uh i like how ringo hates india he'd like ask him about it he's like who's awful he's like no he's like no not very much no it was awful no if, <laughs> if you watch if you watch the anthology he talks about that trip and he's like he just brought like a a, a suitcase full of heinz baked beans because he did not want to eat the food there <laughs> like <laughs> Get, get yourself uh, some culture, Ringo. Come on now. I know, I know. Uh, another thing that's interesting is like how how poor everything seems, like how like shoddy everything seems. And I think it's just like you know, it's the late sixties. Like their music, mm-hmm. their 
their studio doesn't look that nice. Like the studio looks like, you know, like you go, like you see Jay-Z record or you see Beyonce record. It's like the studio looks like, you know, it costs like $40 million. Their studio like looks like, um, you know, the doctor's office where I take my in-laws, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. Well, granted, like when, when they get set up at Savile Row and they're like, you know, they're, they're happy. No, that's the one I'm talking about. That's, yeah, that's. Abbey Road. That was a makeshift studio like yeah. in the dock. They're like, yeah, they're like in the process of setting it up for you guys to record there. So it was like a makeshift fucking setup. But even like their, their music like stands Abby, are Abby all Road, like Abbey, Abbey Road was like, I think, quite nice. Like okay. that that studio was pretty, pretty fancy. Um, and then even the cars, like the cars, they're driving like Rolls Royces, but they look like all to me, like they're about to break down, like they roll, they come up and whatever their car is. And the food, the food they're eating, they're just eating like oh, toast. It's just like, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to have some, I'm John fucking Lennon. I'm just going to have toast. Okay. Right. All right. It's like, you know, nowadays, you know, whatever music star would have like some sort of, you know, fancy. Caviar. Yeah. So whatever they'd have some, yeah, not caviar, but like some sort of smoothie that costs like, you know, $20 for breakfast. Yeah. So, Irwan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's just that, you know. 50 years ago or how many years? 40? Yeah, no, it's just standard living has gone up. Like, it's just like, uh, but also like we didn't, they were the first ones that we like, you know, kind of valued as musicians. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously there were other big names, but like <clears throat> now music is like the industry. You know what I no, mean? No, I, like, I think, I, I think it's, it's more, it's, it's like, like, I think it's a they, function of time. Like, I think yeah, we're just, people, yeah. are, people are richer and have more choices because it's not mm -hmm. like they weren't rich back then. Like they were, no, they were, they were super rich. rich. I just don't think yeah. I just don't think you could actually buy a fancy breakfast like that super <laughs> yeah. fancy breakfast. Well, that's I mean there weren't uh, people didn't have recording studios in their house, you know, yeah. like they do yeah. now. Like when they needed the equipment, didn't they have to go to George and get it? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, there <laughs> yeah, were yeah, it's, it's like George's A track. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's that's what I'm saying. It's just crazy, yeah. like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, how much how yeah, it's like I'm sure they're like most teenagers have better recording equipment than the Beatles. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but obviously they don't have what really matters, which is like, you know, whatever that underlying talent and skill, which what was also fascinating about this is like we, we get so focused on fame now and these guys are the most famous people in the world, but you see them working. Like they are like yeah. legitimately working hard. They're showing up every day, even especially if like Paul. on drugs, especially <laughs> Paul, especially Ringo, <laughs> but they're working. It's like, he's sitting there. Yeah. He's not like waiting for inspiration. He's like, I'm going to sit on my guitar. I'm going to sit on this piano and I'm going to write a song. I'm going to like actually just do the work, mm -hmm. um, which I, ho I hope is like a good lesson for people. Um, yeah. Um, did this remind, did this make you nostalgic for anything? Um, Cause I'm not, I'm not comparing myself to Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. But, but, no, but, but, but don't, hear me no, out. no, no, but hear me no. out. Hear me out. No, but, yeah. no, but hear me out. Um, okay. No, but if it reminded me of being in creative groups. So when I was watching this, I got strong nostalgia for when I was in a sketch group with, you know, mm. with Randall Park, like being in the practices, coming up with sketch ideas, you know, laughing, having a great time, looking at each other. Also, there's power dynamics at play, you know. So you were like, you were like the Ringo of the, you were like the Ringo of the group. Wow. Well, yeah, no, sure. No, you were, I would you were say like that, that redheaded dude that had to like hold the uh, paper up for Lennon. I, I would say that, that in that in that particular group, there was John Lennon and then there was a bunch of Pete Bests. So, oh, um, yeah. Um, Ouch. No, but like, but I'm not so I'm not comparing us to that. But I mean, like it just rem it reminded me of that dynamic, like mm -hmm. all of those things going on, the competition, but also it just being like the most fun you've ever had, you know? Yeah. And being young. Yeah. And being young. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. A lot of times I think about that. I mean, that I, I, I agree with you, Matt. Like that was, I mean, for them, that was their best time. Right. Right. Like the most yeah. creative, the most free, they, like, you know, like maybe not for George, but definitely for, for George. Lennon McCartney. Yeah. 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 And what's, I think the one thing that was really great about this doc for me is like, you, you saw how much they really like loved and admired each other. Oh, you, like, even though it was Lennon and McCartney clearly were oh, like, this, their chemi- this other their, dude is the man. Yeah. The, like uh, their chemistry, just like the glances that Lennon McCartney would share while they were playing were um, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Like, and just despite all the hardship, like, you know, you could tell that maybe, you know, five, six years ago before they got too big, how much fun that was, oh, you know, we're like, yeah, they were just yeah. like, we're just jamming, partying and doing well, and that was the, you know? part of the, the thing they loved about Billy Preston showing up was that it brought them back to their days, like playing in Hamburg, Germany, when they were like, before they were famous, you know? Yeah. But clearly like it was bringing them back to like when they were, you know, but, you know, yeah, they yeah, and they, they even talk about it. they had to be like when someone else is there, they have to before like, their lives them. kind of ended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they could just jam, they could just be musicians. Right. Um right. And you're right. Yeah. It's funny that they play like old songs from when they're kids. They're like, yeah. Hey, remember this song that we used to play? And it's they yeah. just like play it because it's fun. Yeah. It's kind of like how the super hoopers do old bits, you know what I mean? Right. Do we yeah. do we though? Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're out of ideas. Let's bring back Take <laughs> let's City. Back. Let's go back. Let's bring back Take. What? What? What was the best part of your life, though? Like, like what was you know whatever the the get back sessions of your life? Like, because for me it was when I was in that sketch group in my mid twenties. Like, I always like that was the most fun I ever had. That whatever year and those 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 sessions, and I don't. I'm never gonna have that much fun ever again. Yeah, I think like post college, like living in New York, like college humor getting popular and like being a part of that like rise of like online internet sketch comedy. comedy internet comedy stuff like that was that was probably like and just like carefree so carefree right. yeah uh, that's that was probably most fun but also like i don't know the earlier days that we were all kind of at show 101 was pretty fucking fun too i mean mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I would 20s. say that early. John, so, John, was it when Guy with a Talking Nipple canceled you? Oh was that probably? God. That was probably, <laughs> probably around then. It was probably around then. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, those were really good years. I mean, those were carefree, fun 20s, creative, being broke, like just yeah. making know, stuff, making stuff. Uh, for me, I think like my sophomore year of college was like we had we we had a TV show at Pitt. We were just like. Uh, being recognized wherever we went all this Mm -hmm. stuff you know living in a frat house just like and the other thing was like one of the like it's so much fun when you don't know what you're doing because you have no expectations so like every time we tried something yeah and something new worked we were like oh my gosh this is amazing and now the hard part is like when you get good and you can see it with a little with them it's like now there's expectations Mm -hmm. or if you make something and it's not up to your standard or whatever now people are like uh you know and or it's funny, like they're also boxed in like they're they're the beatles are actually boxed in in a good way where they were aware of the formulas and they're like we want to yeah. break out of it so we're we're yeah we can't do what we've done before um yeah. we're gonna stop like playing live so we can go to the studio yeah. and make like interesting multi-tracked uh songs that like nobody's done before yeah yeah and that was like uh that's why we stopped doing our TV show in college because like we started it was kind of like weirdly the same thing. It was hard to keep everyone focused and to do a good show because everyone was like because everybody was just screaming and you couldn't hear like all the stuff you were writing. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like 
you know, like, oh, we could just like show up and do whatever. We're like famous now, you know? And I was yeah. like, no, like I want to make a good product. And like my big thing was I didn't want to be like Is that your approach to the super hoopers? You just show up that is famous yeah, now. Just want, yeah. Yeah. Uh and like, you know, I didn't want to be like the guy that like was told like, oh, you're that guy. I like used to watch you when you were funny, you know, like I did mm-hmm. the, like, this is also when Seinfeld left on top. So I was like, fuck it. Let's just, let's leave on top because it's going to be so sad. If like, like people are like, you're not funny anymore. Yeah. Rather John just, like, just, just comparing himself to the Seinfeld? Beatles and Seinfeld. No, Matt compared Seinfeld. himself to Paul. I compared myself to Seinfeld. No, to the I, entire Beatles. Yeah. I, I, but I to be fair at the time I was hooking up with teenagers like Seinfeld. So mm. like, you know, <laughs> true. And, and, and like the Beatles and like yeah. the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. I did identify with Paul though, in terms of the group dynamic, like being in groups where you're like, come on guys. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. okay. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to ask you guys this, which super hoopers who's who. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know. Paul. I'm, uh, obviously I'm Ringo. Yeah, <laughs> you're George. You're well. The problem you're, is, I don't think with little George. I mean, I don't think I, 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 I don't look down on you like, like, like uh, Paul did to, uh, like Paul did to to George. So I don't, <laughs> right, I don't think the right, comparison right. is like is 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 that useful. But in in other in other groups, I've definitely been the Paul in the sense of like trying to get people to get things done. Like, hey, yes, let's, same. And I'm sure I everybody's. Been that. I would say you're the Paul, Matt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so and. Yeah, and I'm the Lennon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And then Dave, Dave's Dave's probably a combination of the two. You know, maybe I don't know. Nancy, no, no, you know, George. Dave. Dave is he's the uh, Dave, No, no, Dave is Dave is the guy in India. They go to see the whatever the guru <laughs> Maharishi. Yeah. Maharishi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just goes the beer. Just goes. Who's the beer. Ringo? Yeah, yeah. Who's Ringo? Oh, I don't know. Pirelli. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just happy to be around. Just, just, fucking, happy, just happy to be invited on the show. That, yeah. We only said that. We only we only just did that just because we know Joe's gonna listen and it'll make him so mad. So mad. So yeah. make him so mad that he's yeah. a drummer. Yeah, so. but he'll still show up. He'll yeah, still yeah. show up on time. He'll show up. Yeah, show up. <laughs> when we need him. I think I think right. Joe, I think I think also I think Joe would also hate India, but never say that he did. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know if he's Ringo. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you for indulging the Beatles talk. Anything else on the on the Beatles doc? I would there's oh there's I, I would I would also say go ahead. Watch watch um a hard day's night and help because they're uh they're great fucking comedies and it's like amazing to think about like these guys that were not only like at the height of like songwritership, but they also like made funny movies. Yeah. Like that's like the band will never do that ever again. Ever again. Probably like not. be at, at to to be at the height that they were like musically and also like be funny. Well, at, I like, think people mm, most Drake, people Drake on SNL. No, but most well, get, the, get the fuck out of here. But most because most people take themselves so seriously. Most music, right? Like, exactly. They, they clearly didn't take themselves seriously. Like even then, like no. there's a whole there's a whole bit in the documentary where he's like, "Don't you know we're stars?" He's like yelling at somebody. Yeah, he's like, yeah, "We're yeah. the fucking Beatles," and he's like clearly like I forget if it was Lennon or if it was Paul who's doing it, but like it was clear like he wasn't being serious. Like he was just like you know doing a parody of like what stars do. So right, right. There is another show. I think it's on Hulu where Paul McCartney's with Rick Rubin. Mm. Oh yeah, on, yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. It's outstanding. Listen back to songs together. So they listen to the songs and they have each track. I think I talked about this, but each track is ISO'd. So Paul will be like, okay, I wrote this bass line and describe. He's like, so the bass line's like a a fast rhythm. And then he's like, then John came up with this. 
you know, or George came up with this and then he'll play the guitar and he's like, oh, but, but the guitar is slower. So they kind of, they kind of, you know, it's a real great breakdown of like the songs individually. Yeah, for sure. It's really good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's no shortage of Beatles content to find. I know the uh, my the, the, the you know the whatever the Beatles have taken over my YouTube algorithm. It's like every video on there is like some sort of like person talking about the Beatles or some like you know whatever TV excerpt them on some talk show or something. So yeah, that's all. That's all I've been watching. Hey, and you can check out a episode of uh, my buddy Out of Sight's uh, podcast called That's My Jam, where I uh, I talk about the White Album. So oh. find that. Oh yeah, that was one thing I was sorry. One last thing. What is the so is the white album the best album for, for you? For me, that's my favorite album. Yeah. Mm. That's my favorite album of any music ever. Mm. Um and yeah, you can listen to that podcast and, and listen I, to it. But but the consensus, I think, like if you uh ask people would be like either Abbey Road, Sgt. Pepper, or like in recent years, Rubber Soul and Revolver get more love because like people acknowledge like, well, this is like the changing like like time where they they started getting more serious and weren't like, you know, they were like getting out of the she loves you like, hey, 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 like, woo, like, like era. Um, but uh, so I wouldn't say the White Album is, um, you know, is definitely not the cons- the consensus favorite, um, but it's my favorite. Because when I I had always thought it was Revolver, that was the one I kind of looked at lists, and people said Revolver is the best one. So, and like my whatever Beatle friends in college would always be like, it's about Revolver, Revolver. Yeah, but, it's definitely the snob like version. But I would say like universally speaking, I, I feel like it's probably uh, Sergeant Pepper or Abbey Road were probably like people's favorite. Like gen, you know the the general consensus. Hmm. Yeah, I looked. It seemed like Abbey Road has most of the songs I like on it because I looked at the Revolver track list and I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. So it's definitely a more focused album than the White Album. The White Album is like fucking crazy, but that's what I love about it. It's like I got, it's, I it's, got, it's very bloated. Like that's yeah. people's like issue with it is like it's a lot of tracks. Yeah, and it's like yeah, it's very weird. Like I got yeah. uh, I got confused when I started walking, watching the documentary and I thought the White Album was the album they were making during this. Mm. So like right after, next- right after. So the next day I put on the white album and I was, so I listened to the whole white album and I was like, I don't think they were making it. They were coming, they were coming off of it. But I love that. Like in the beginning of the doc, like George is like talking about how the white album was like the first album where like he really was involved. Right. That's true. Yeah. You know? All right. Anything else guys? No, I can talk about the Beatles ad nauseum. Well, thanks for indulging me. Everyone check out, check out, check out the doc till next week. Keep pooping. Keep open. Keep open, my friend. Keep open. Yeah! <laughs> oh, no. Hey, what do you say that you and me go down to the 7-Eleven? Share a big soda, blow a big load like the guys in Lethal Weapon. But if you don't like that plan, you can stay home with your man. We can slide around the room in our socks. Touch your soft guy. Oh, that was the best Get part. out of here, Yoko. Oh, oh hey, uh, real quick, awesome. real quick while I have you guys. Um, yeah. Linda McCartney or Yoko? Which, uh, who you got? <laughs> who's hotter? Come on, who's hotter? Who's hotter? L- hey, Linda's dead. Linda's dead, dude. So obviously, <laughs> Yoko. So obviously, her. <laughs> hey there, I'm Brandon Gelly from the Always Cheating Podcast, co hosted with my friend Josh Landon. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. 
What is Blue Wire? Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. And over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised more than $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and their business operations. Now they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. And it's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup. You can invest as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which will in turn help this show continue to grow. So if you'd like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, visit wefunder.com slash bluewire.